I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. It was in 1954 that the Supreme Court ruled on Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka, declaring segregated schools inherently unequal and therefore unconstitutional. In a subsequent ruling in 1955, the court ordered school boards to eliminate segregation with all deliberate speed. Much of the South translated the phrase loosely to mean whenever they got around to it, which meant a time frame closer to a decade than a semester. One county in Virginia, Prince Edward County, closed its entire school system for five years. What? From 1959 to 1964, rather than integrate. The state funneled money to private academies for white students, but black students were left on their own. They were they went to live with relatives elsewhere, studied in church basements, or forewent school altogether. County supervisors relented only after losing their case in the U.S. Supreme Court, choosing finally to reopen the schools rather than face imprisonment. It would take more than 15 years before most of the South conceded to the Brown ruling, and then only under additional court orders. This was passionately opposed, wrote Chickasaw Historical County, not only by most of the whites, but by some of the blacks as well. That sentiment, if true would have been explained away by blacks who left as indication that the blacks who stayed may have been more conciliatory than many of the people in the, who left in the great Mi- great migration hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen and we are live on a sunday mm-hmm. ready to do some podcasting this early morning thank you everybody tuned in live of course you can watch the show live on crowdcast.io go to crowdcast or just search crowdcast uh the black guy who tips and follow us on crowdcast so that you get like updates when we go live you'll get an email right in your inbox hey they're about to go live and normally when you get that email that means you actually have about 15 to 30 minutes to come in because you know i normally play music uh before we like jam out in the chat room people talking you know it's like a little online party and it then, is and y'all you know depending on what's happening sometimes we'll interact and have you know stuff and us in the chat room like we be partying and jamming in here y'all truth mm-hmm. be told and so that's stuff that you don't actually get to hear or see on the podcast so yeah um and the excerpt i read was from um of course isabel wilkerson's uh the warmth of other sons and um yeah that 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 was about the infamous prince edward county there's a book written about it as well um which was so racist they stopped educating everyone just so they wouldn't have to send their white kids to school with black people and i think also because of how we're taught in school we're always taught oh yeah plessy versus ferguson brown versus the board of education you know oh yeah supreme court ruled on this and then it was it was done and it's like no and then to implement those changes the south took as long as possible so you know many of us growing up like (laughs) it's amazing to think about but uh i believe this ruling passed in 1954 it took them about 15 years to fully comply with the court order under the threat of imprisonment right so we're talking 1969 1970 i was born eight years after that right like like this shit seems so fucking distant and solved and settled to people it's why i've you know it's it's one of the reasons that i i could not impress upon people enough just to, to vote like if you're black and and you hear the sound of my voice because i don't know that there's that many white people listening to this 
but i could not impress upon you the importance of voting because even these things were the culmination of decades of fighting politically activist fighting like everyone all hands on deck and now it seems like people uh really feel like oh these are unalienable rights and they're not the voting rights act stripped of all this power um gerrymandering happening before our face voter suppression happening before our face um and we just cannot believe like the people who were alive who said i don't want my kid to go to school with a black child i'd rather them not even go to school those people are still alive many of them they are not all of those people are gone their children are definitely still alive making decisions right now deciding who to vote for things of this nature so you know you cannot ease off of the gas when it comes to this shit you have to continually fight back and you can't just assume like it can't get worse than this or you know it's always been this bad or you know hey well we already established that this is a right people trying to strip women's right to uh, abortion like this is like nothing is settled nothing is dead nothing is over all the stuff that you think is just a right and a freedom that you grew up with or that you're supposed to have can easily be taken away your citizenship everything is up for grabs these are you are not fighting an adversary that never tires that consistently is illogical because they hate the hate has eroded their soul so much that they'll never fatigue okay so when you get comfortable when you feel like oh i can just let up when you feel that way think about the fact that brown versus the board of education passes in 1954 school goes on for five years where they're like we ain't integrating the shit five more years no more school five more years okay well if you're gonna send me to prison well god damn it i guess we'll go ahead and let the blacks go to school with the whites jesus christ and you think it was even then you think they walked into school and everyone was nice to them you think you know they had to send like federal marshals to get black kids into school like troops to be like hey don't throw a rock at this black kid walking into school it like and and this was virginia you know in florida and stuff is even worse some places they just said i'm not complying with this shit Mm-mm. you know so i think um i think the stuff like this really highlights the uh resiliency of racism and prejudice and bigotry um and that you can't just give up or you can't just rest on your laurels or don't go that's good enough the other thing i wanted to, uh, to illustrate here too this is why i don't knock black people who still believe education is like a a, a something that to aspire to right because sometimes i think we get a little too negative uh online anyway about this idea that black people still feel like school is going to do something for them or school is a prestigious place that they that they that a smart black child deserves the right to and earns a right to be there and that they should not feel like any level of prestige or happiness about that and and it's conflicting messages right because the same people who say like you know it's no big deal and kind of shit on the institution and call it respectability are of course the same people that you know we laud uh some of our black scholars Mm -hmm. people celebrate megan the stallion not just for for being a great rapper and twerking and shit but for getting her degree right so like 
we so we we do have a conflicting relationship with with these institutions because we've been pushed out of them we've had to start our own institutions we've had anti-blackness we've had inter uh intra-racial anti-blackness and self-hate uh kind of pushed upon our own institutions and pushed upon each other but i just think about how not long ago this was that your kid essentially they were dooming black children to be ignorant and stupid if they could like now the community has to take it upon them to educate the community that has also not had access to proper books proper uh teaching proper facilities like we are such a fucking miracle story in this country we are the only the not the only we are the most in my opinion american story you know when it comes to 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 the to the hardships of this world you know i think obviously native americans uh you know indigenous people are the like this is their country come on so like you know their their story of what white people have done to them is obviously to me the worst thing because they genocided those people Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the stories that america tells itself about america immigration hard work overcoming adversity we'll take your tired your lazy your poor i mean not lazy but we'll take your tired <laughs> your poor a you, rebellion you know, come we, on over here all the stuff we romanticize in our books that these you know many of these white people that we call our founding fathers never really lived mm-hmm. never really truly uh never really truly attained those statuses because you can't really say look how great i am look at these ideas i have also nigga go get me a sandwich it's oh. hard it's hard to have that for me as a black person to juxtapose those and have any reverence for those people so we are that story of 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 pulling yourself up from the bottom as people try to press you down even to this day so um that's what this whole passage reminds me of yeah and also when i i i hear you saying that hey i didn't know a lot of information and then they don't teach us in schools they don't they, they just don't. teach us brown i'm sorry they just oh, teach yeah. us brown versus board of education and then they stop right oh and then and then it was fine and that's why your black ass is in here during black history month the only time we talk about this sorry go ahead <laughs> right right and i and 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 i know for me uh personally and for a lot of other people their aunts and uncles and grandparents and relatives was actually adults and teenagers doing this time so they had to deal with particularly here in Mecca in Charlotte Mecklenburg I got aunts and cousins and shit that was like hey dog we had to carry pocket knives to school and shit because then white people was out of control when we walked up in there we had the fucking fist fight you know almost every day because we didn't know what the fuck was going to happen because you know we're teenagers you know being integrated and so all of a sudden we went from going to the place where everybody looked like us to going to a place where nobody looked like us and they you know the busing they literally took the black people and shipped them all around the 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 the, the county here in mecklenburg county and rarely made the white people bust the other way around you know they started to as time went on but you know initially no where the white people is was where they was and we had to go to where they were which means we were outnumbered a lot of times outside of our neighborhood outside of our comfort zones and shit like that so you have to think you have kids that that are going to a place where the teachers don't look like them cafeteria workers don't look like them so you don't want to eat the food and shit like like it it, it, it could be traumatic and you know it has scarred some of them talking to them it has scarred some of them 
for life talking to them and you're talking about a couple things here one um we're talking about our quote-unquote ancestors nigga these people are alive alive and well and functioning and can tell you the goddamn story themselves this isn't like you know i feel like we get so comfortable because we just assume shit is just like well this is just the way it is now but like i remember one time i went to a uh inroads uh banquet and part inroads is a program for minority youth who are academically gifted and it helps you get internships into corporate america and all that stuff i was uh in it for three or four years so um inroads uh we have like bank we had banquets and stuff you dress up you go and people in charlotte came out you know and so a lot of these people movers and shakers corporate america stuff black people who want to give back you know um the the black people that aren't the ones that everyone complains about when you get a job right the right they 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 they, they, they like they hating on you even worse right but no the good the good blacks in the offices that want to help and so i remember sitting at the table with a couple of my uh intern mates and uh this black man came over to the table and sat with us and i mean he couldn't have been more than i don't know if he was older than us but at the time i mean he may have been like say 50 and we were we were probably like 2018 19 and i remember he told us about being the first one of the first students to integrate like a local school i want to say it was garinger but it may have been another one and he talked about how you know yeah we i was in that 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 group of kids we like we were integrating the schools there was probably like you know 13 of us it wasn't a lot Mm-mm. and you know he said and i was like in my head thinking like we shall overcome and motherfucking rocks being thrown at their head and dogs barking and shit and he was like you know they did have like the the the, the like police or whatever the the federal troops to help escort us in and stuff he said but you know what when we got in there uh he said like they i think they had like a some type of assembly and he said they started singing like a, a a spiritual you know a clapping and stuff and he said you could hear a pin drop and me and my friends used to make make jokes about it because you know the way his he was such a good storyteller and the way he had like this dramatic flair so like he was quiet he was like he was like and we were singing he's like singing the song like we should overcome or whatever and then he was like and you could hear a pin drop <laughs> and we was like why and he was like because that's when we realized they were scared of us mm-hmm. because so much of what racism is as brutal as it is as savage as it is as evil as it is is literally about white people's fear of us they're scared of the unknown the scare yes. of other human beings who just happen to have melanin in their skin correct who were also born here also citizens also want the same rights to everything and so much of what anti-racism teaching is is essentially going hey you don't have to be scared of us we don't fucking want anything except what the fuck we're entitled to that's it we we don't like no one's coming to To get your shit but white fear has consistently been the thing and that's one of the reasons that as much as people like knock it like it's no big deal i can't just dismiss this shit when like integration white people and black people in america which is you know kind of the main racism but there's also you know mexican there's so many other things but it is but so much of integration and race mixing and miscegenation and all this shit 
so much of that shit is actually literally the cure to this it's not yes. i'm not saying it's the be all end all mm-hmm. i'm not saying it'll make everything better none right. of this shit not oh if we all have mixed babies i'm not saying that what i am saying though is fear of the unknown is the vast majority of what racism is fueled by yes so to take away that unknownness is the only real weapon that there is out there you know for a lot of this shit and that's why they're so for a fucking afraid of a kid of if this black kid sits next to my white kid in school they're gonna learn all the racist shit i've been saying about black kids is not fucking true i've been calling them lazy i've been saying they're stupid i've been saying they're mean i've been saying they're criminals Mm -hmm. i'm calling them monsters and i can do that easier when they're not in the room when they're not in the room to do anything to 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 go against my yeah to contradict what i'm saying it's much easier to do and this is all kinds of bigotry gay lgbtq people when people that hate women you most of the uh podcasts that have problems where they talk bad about women you'll notice it has one theme right no women on the show easier to do it when they're not in the room so you can be like women are this way isn't that the problem right isn't that isn't that the issue well we're not gonna have any black people women on here to talk about it or we're not gonna have you know but black women that's the problem uh gay people they just want too much and that's the problem right we're not gonna have nothing on the show or nothing we're not gonna have no actual clips or read anything no we just we'll just say it you know hey that's kind of the thing that people do so i i find that um their resistance to it is important their resistance to it is the point because they knew that integration and if you're and if we're really keeping it a buck integration eroded centuries centuries of racial uh animus in such a short period of time it's easy Mm -hmm. for us to to dismiss it because it's not gone right and because but but literally it's it is almost ridiculous if you think about 400 years of oppressing the people you only let black people go to school with your kids in virginia 50 years ago 50 my nigga virginia is now a democratic state that's insane that's in that is insanely fast now it don't feel that way because i'm living day to day i don't got 50 years to just look at the big scope of history but right but but man that is insane this mm-hmm. that's what they were afraid of that's yes. what they're always going to be afraid of yes because the, because the, the thing is the it's the fear of not being in control it's the fear of not being misspread to hatred and the ignorance that goes along with it um and it's also one of those things where now all of a sudden you know my my children might start actually liking and dating other people that are non-white because they're they're right. actually into so that's the fear too doing business with folks all right, kinds of shit and right of the fear of black people and white people uh being romantically inclined and becoming family and friends and shit like that has always been something that is more about the access to power than it is about any literal romance and stuff and that's why and it's about control of white women and stuff that's why you know white men who literally slept with sexually assaulted black women the entire history of black women being in america would then turn around and say black women are harlots and then say uh you know they're disrespectable and all this shit which i think a lot of black men have uh bought into that mindset mm-hmm. and that's why you hear them saying stupid shit to this day right um 
but uh but even still like those same white men believe a bunch of stereotypes about black men which is that we're a bunch of savage rapists that can't keep our hands off a white woman and 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 that's why you got people in prison and stuff they don't even question these things these crimes and shit that people are accused of innocent men gone gone to the death penalty hung hung on the tree because of this kind of shit you know hung in the gallows so but it's just crazy because these stereotypes exist when you don't really want when you're afraid of black people that's what it is when you're afraid of the proximity of these black people you're afraid of these black people getting a little too confident a little too equal you know in the south you literally would be treated as family in some of these cases white people would be like this is our you know nanny our mammy and all this shit they would love your black ass love your black ass but you can't be equal don't go to school with us don't try to get education on the same level as us yeah, take care of your family too right right, right. they would do every mm-hmm. but they just didn't want that equal don't you marry us don't you now look a white man if i want to go have sex with some black woman i don't give a fuck she's married anything that's on me i get to do that if i want to get if she gets pregnant has a baby i have a hey, i'm sorry miscegenation i can't marry you you know hey these laws you know how it is you know how it is but but it's so wild to think like all this fight we've had all these years all these decades um and like i said progress happens much faster just by being literally in proximity which is why they don't want us in proximity it's why they do white flight all this shit so it's so nonsensical and illogical and it's cost white people so much you take five years off of educating your children you black white people will put their kids in private schools they couldn't even afford afford my nigga was like sold everything they had we ain't got them broke to do it it's amazing really when you think about it right Mm -hmm. and oh i'm sorry He's gonna go say something else. Oh, I about to say, and and that shows you how far and how much white people don't care about white people, particularly broke white people that actually depended on this system, the same system that the black people. Well, they just, on for education. I mean, though they care, they just don't care about what you think they care about. They care. It's just everyone keeps measuring them in some so all these other variables that they don't give a fuck about measure them in the one that they care about they care about not being around black people and doing better than them they care about black people suffering more than them that's it measure that everyone keeps yeah, looking oh will make sense the economy that. the jobs mm-hmm. the education mm-hmm. look at this mm-hmm. it actually hurt their own taxes they don't give a fuck no they don't take them at their word right I, I look at what they do not what they say agreed Butterflies, butterflies in the sky, sky. I, I can go, go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can't go anywhere friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can't be anything take a look it's in a book, a reading rainbow, a reading rainbow. Oh man, um, we had a good time yesterday. We did. I had a ball. I surprised Karen. Um, official weapon of the show is a Taser, not official force. Blah blah blah. blah sorry. Yes. Uh, I surprised Karen after the show uh we went on a tour of our city mm-hmm. something uh, i've never done before the funny bus tour uh, i don't know if they have them in every city but i know if you go to funnybus.net it takes you to the charlotte location um 
but uh it was uh basically a tour of the city there was a we had a um person who's like a comedian and mm-hmm. improv person and uh her name was gabby she was like the tour bus host of the mm-hmm. tour and um we like got there with like four minutes to spare we were the last ones on the bus uh and we i didn't up, know you had to put our name she was like are you riding karen i was like yes i was looking at her like how the hell you know my name <laughs> yeah i uh like i said i surprised karen because she was like we're going out to get something to eat and i was just like come on i got other plans and she was like uh do i need to bring the tablets or whatever and i was like just leave them here let's go and because i knew we didn't have much time to spare and we made it there just in time and we hopped on the bus and um we uh um sat in the front because mm-hmm. it was there was like maybe some seats in the back but it was it pretty was, full bus yes uh so we sat in the front which was like right next to the host yeah i think all the other seats were full just about yeah so um we were like cool you know um and uh then we started the tour you can bring now we didn't start the tour with alcohol but you can actually bring your own alcohol mm-hmm. unopened yeah unopen yeah onto the bus you can open it on the bus right and you gotta and you can't take it open off the bus either Mm-mm. uh but you can drink on the bus uh we didn't bring any drinks to start um and then uh you like go through the city and it's like halfway through like 45 minutes through they stop and you go to a bar for like 15 minutes heist brewery and you can get like some you tell them you at the funny bus and they'll sell you like some clothes cans mm-hmm. and then you can go in, on the bus and open up uh, some more brews and and cruise uh for the rest of the tour um it was so fun it was fun it was fun and some of the people were kind of people was like from england and like uh green bay like people from all over were on their bus we had a ball she was hollering at people we were just waving at random people i had a good time yeah it and was i fun. learned a lot gabby was very funny and the thing is like uh she's basically like a improv person mm-hmm. so a lot of it you know i'm sure is stuff that she does every, you know you you just like it's stuff that i'm sure she has to say every tour you know certain locations and stuff but she had to like vamp on a lot of shit on the fly and you know you can see like you get stuck in traffic uh you're pulling out of a parking lot you know there's some parts that aren't necessarily like this is a historical landmark you know um the other thing that i appreciated about it is that it's hard to be funny uh like we've taken tours of like charleston and and dc Mm -hmm. so like in charleston we don't it's not a comedian tour Mm -mm. and so you know this person stating facts (laughs) right and so both times that i've gone with you and all three times i've gone in general they are like sitting out there like really telling you like some harsh truths Mm -hmm. because their job's not to be funny they're just like so this happened over here you know people think this is haunted i'm pretty sure if you get somebody that is a comedian they probably can't make it funny but most of them people like look these are the hard facts about the shit happening while we were on this tour what i was gonna say is those people might be funny because i've never had a tour that wasn't somewhat funny but it's not the purpose isn't to be funny it's different this you're buying a ticket to be like like y'all gotta make me laugh and they have two versions like the pg-13 and then rated r i took the rated r one yeah although you know i didn't feel like it was too rated r like Mm -hmm. i don't think anything really was it felt pg-13-ish to me so yes um but we we go on the tour and like you know when you're stuck in traffic she's making jokes she's doing saying stuff um you know about like 
you know dating jokes and family jokes and all that type of stuff and asking where people are from and stuff um so she was just doing really good riffing at that stuff uh also there's so many churches in our city i knew it was a lot of churches but nigga i ain't know it was that many church because the whole the the, the running part y'all know how y'all do like punch buggy you know you see you, you see a buggy and you're like punch buggy mm-hmm. it was like that we was going and she was like i want y'all she told us ahead of time she said it's a lot of churches and you know so every time somebody spots a church she said i want somebody to go church and then everybody kind of follow church. after them yeah, yeah. And so we was doing that the entire tour. So everybody was literally looking for the churches to holler at first. Yeah, and it was like a fun drinking game. You yes, it drink was. You drink say it, and you will get drunk if you do yeah. the church, church drink. Yeah, because goddamn. About 25 churches. And it's also weird because you live in a place, you just don't think about it. Mm, right past the places all the time. I'll be paying them churches no attention. I'm born and raised here, so it's no like, you know, to me it's just like, oh yeah, that's you turn on trade street you turn up but then when you think about it duh the fucking streets are named after shit for a reason yeah, and she started going through that i was so, like holy shit it's like oh yeah college street that's probably where cpcc is mm-hmm. top five um college in the uh community college in the country mm-hmm. uh you know we uh you have trade street it's uh, like where the niggas used to trade i was like yeah oh, okay. church street they literally used to have like uh they have like three churches right along the street this area and um the churches would go to this square and basically battle it out for parishioners like literally fight y'all like my like fist fight like go to blows like blood right. was drawn and like you said it was not the blood of jesus they was like look we gonna fix these problems with fists um they also point out how many like uh she pointed out like the some of the statues and the meanings of the statues and it was kind of a rainy day so maybe it's something where i'll take another tour on a clear day get better pictures and stuff Mm -hmm. but um you know it's like they're showing uh showing you pictures of like the statues and queen charlotte who our city was named after and how she was only five four foot eleven and suppose she was the first mixed race princess uh and supposedly she was ugly uh which you know i don't know uh i i don't i don't know either and uh she had like what 15 kids she had 15 kids yeah and they named our city for uh after queen charlotte for the tax breaks that you would get when uh the britain britain's on britain's on the colonies over here Mm -hmm. and then when we ran out of that money they named our our county mecklenburg because she was from mecklenburg germany yes so they could get more tax breaks and she never actually visited our our city because because she was like well it would take her forever six months to get here <laughs> yeah and how was uh how would she uh be able to take that break between 15 kids you know yeah a lot of kids she got married at 17 and it was just interesting because you know like you say you live and you go around like like the square like downtown they have like this big area called like the square it's almost like the center of the literally the center of the city and they were showing us the four statues and she was telling us like what each statue meant i was like god damn you know how many times i because i'm in the car i don't be looking up at the statues so i didn't know what the fuck them statues was yeah um so like that kind of stuff you know of course pointing out some of the stuff like like we're a brewery town now so like we have mad local breweries i don't know if this a is, lot i don't know i don't know who decided this shit for our city it's only been like 10 years that this happened i mean literally if a meal shut it's the motherfucking brewery going in that bitch it's nothing but like uh fucking microbreweries and local breweries Everywhere. all through charlotte 
uh so we're the brewery we're the beer city now apparently we is and and some sell food and some don't and some other places the food is good and you know because and they like make it from scratch and hops and all that shit i'm like god damn yeah i had no idea so uh she pointed some of that stuff out i also found some good places to eat she was like recommending stuff we found i've been living here my whole life i didn't know they had a gas station that had the best fried chicken in charlotte it's lit i didn't realize the gas station was lit y'all it's this place that we eat at places around it but we never been in that gas station to get that fried chicken but i will be going to get it asap because and when we passed it was a big ass sign which i didn't pay attention on the gas station said that says best gas station in charlotte and i thought i said best fried chicken i mean not best gas station best fried chicken in shot like a, and i've never seen that sign for she said i say oh they do got a sign didn't they have like a separate area that they was like oh yeah we cook your food here <laughs> yeah what's the name of it i don't know the name of it i mean 7-eleven or whatever the fuck yeah, it was it's, it's a gas station i just know it's off of it's um, not a, i just know it's off of south boulevard and east boulevard where they connect um i, I think know. i think it might be a shell gas station but you know i don't know don't give me the line and saying the wrong information to have you looking up the wrong thing i just know the location it's Mm-mm. and everybody south boulevard it's south boulevard east boulevard that corner so uh good luck over there but um i'm going mm-hmm. uh so yeah it was just cool man and uh like i said it was fun uh definitely uh would recommend it uh somebody was uh on my instagram who's in charlotte was like uh i just thought it would be like a improv comedian not that funny or whatever i was like i don't know we had fun you drinking and if you didn't know this shit about your own city it's still cool to know you know i like maybe i would take a serious tour at some point too or like a horse and buggy type tour or something Mm -hmm. at one point i I still would like to do that um but i had a good time and she was very funny um and i think the job is just hard when you're trying to be funny because like you know one if you're not funny you got these motherfuckers that can like ruin it like oh i don't want to laugh at this shit and then mm, also you trying to do crowd work too yeah and some of the jokes are you know like she, she talked about uh this statue of a black man that built the trains and she was like i ain't gonna say why they built the trains don't worry i got y'all <laughs> and she like leaned over to me and karen you know uh there's another time she said something and she had to like hold the mic away from her face because she was talking to us she was like oh y'all got y'all some beer i was like yeah and she was like what y'all get okay that's cool and then she held the mic away from her face it was like Cause, you know these white people be drinking some crazy beer i'm like i know <laughs> yeah she asked me what it kind of does like baby i you know i i don't know yeah but so it was you know like i said it was she was cool and, and what was real fun like as you and something i learned as you riding around she's doing these landmarks she, she, she was like and you know we don't care nothing about history so we turned this monument into a fucking dog park y'all it's a dog park now not you, a monument okay so it was a cemetery uh it was the first cemetery of charlotte whatever it's where they buried all the like founding people that built our city yeah and it's been turned into a dog park so now dog shit all over the graves of the people that found our mm-hmm. city another one the man who founded our city the house that he had they actually tore it down and turned it into a waterfall waterfall Mm -hmm. uh downtown like it just just wild shit like that you know uh that you that you learn about yeah we and we actually uh uh uh, and i've seen this harris teeter we've seen like the first harris teeter yeah like i knew it existed but we actually rolled past the first Harris Teeter with where, where Mr. Teeter well, was down there in Central. Like, I mean, they've remodeled it and refurbished mm-hmm. it over the years, but I didn't know Harris Teeter was even founded here. Mm-mm. Um, another thing too that happened was, um, 
the sausage the people that make liver mush yes apparently that factory is in charlotte i didn't know that either yeah like i recognized that logo yes i think it's neeson's yeah whatever i recognize that logo but yeah uh i recognize that logo and um i was just like oh damn that's where it's made so you like live no one we like living much in charlotte or north north carolina yeah, no wonder why it's like here. a big food here because everybody's like that's where the sausage place is yeah so i don't want to in case someone else wants to take the tour i don't want to ruin all the trivia and stuff but it was just fun she like i said she was funny i know she, she was she kept dapping me up that every, was hilarious <laughs> like every couple of minutes to kind of fill the time uh when you see people on the street she would like play music like we see kids she would play baby shark yeah and all the kids would start looking around like what yeah because they could hear yeah she was black they could hear outside the bus like some of the stuff she said inside she would like you know talk to the people on the bus like hey cutie or whatever you know stuff like that and uh it was it was i thought it was just a fun little thing and especially considering there's so much stuff that because it's really more for tourists yes. to learn their way around the city and find a couple of interesting spots like they had the you know the lgbtq store mm-hmm. that you know um we went through noda the artist part of central park mm-hmm. all the you know some of the breweries she pointed out yeah she took strip a strip club yeah, yeah uh what was it a gentleman's club uh yeah. uptown cabaret yeah and she took us past a um what you, what did you call that a drag place yeah which i had i didn't even know that exi- was there me neither me neither so like there was stuff that they pointed out that i didn't even know Mm-mm. um which is why i wanted to go and then also there was just stuff that i could tell like for tourists just like oh, okay man we should go there later and stuff like that so it was just a fun time yeah. i recommend it to everybody yeah she suggested a pizza place and she was telling us like look at the size of the pizza on the village like that's the the size of the slice i was like oh shit we might be doing that um uh, all right um uh, and then also i did listen to um some uh some i've been listening to a lot of rap uh lately when i play basketball and stuff listen to this list on title called 2019 hip-hop oh shit and it has a lot of you know rappers that uh you know randolph terrence would hate um <laughs> but one of them uh is the baby and i really only seen the baby from like the internet yeah twitter black twitter really like i guys i hate to say it but feminist black twitter really goes up for this dude mm-hmm. i don't know uh yeah i, I, I know I'm i would old. i would try to say it's other but it's like people my age just hold up for i, I i'm assuming it's because he must be very attractive i know he's only like four foot eleven or whatever but you know um short rule exception right um to the point where someone leaked the dick pic that wasn't his and people was like i knew he was in on something i was like oh they <laughs> they like they really like yes, this yes because they turn on everybody he better enjoy it while he can because the tide's gonna turn yeah so you know i've been listening to his music and i'm like i, I kind of like it he from charlotte he repped okay. he repped the city i, I never heard I, like i said i just see him i go oh, okay he must be the hot jam and then i'll go on by my old my old person business he was on snl um as the musical act uh he's very funny uh he's good at twitter and stuff i know he'll also knock your ass out if you walk up on him come on at the, at the mall trying to start some shit uh i think he also shot and killed a dude or something but it's self-defense so he didn't have to go to prison so you know um so those are kind of the the basic facts but i finally got to listen to some of his songs and you know it's weird because his music was introduced to me through a lot of these like black womanist black feminist type people and guys, I, 
i hate to break the news y'all but I, i'm not 100 percent certain he's an intersectional womanist no i don't think he is okay all right well i i mean no I just listening to what y'all. i was listening while we was going through the car i was like oh okay i was yeah i thought maybe but i don't think so i don't think so not from these songs i've been hearing Mm-mm. i think this man is quite problematic as they say yes, randolph would not approve the turn on him is gonna be delicious on twitter i don't know what he gonna do or say it was something gonna happen people start calling each other uh, each other out over liking him because that's gonna happen for sure mm-hmm. <sighs> sad to see um and then also i saw a commercial for undercover boss the other day and i was wondering have they ever done an undercover boss about the police no i think i used to watch that show but no hmm because that would make a good episode mm-hmm. uh, undercover boss of the police it's like the police chief would be the one that's undercover and he's secretly watching the police officers do do they like work and then you know how they pull into the side he'll be like hey now i noticed you let those two negroes go without a beating <laughs> unacceptable unacceptable i don't know what you think we do here at the chicago pd but it ain't that okay all right now uh you really gonna let them blacks off with a warning is that something that you were taught at the academy son see this is why i'm glad i went undercover caught y'all motherfuckers out here i see you two went out of your way you put your robes on and you showed them who was boss you get a raise now you the one who hit this inmate but and told him he couldn't have a right to see a lawyer you're doing a good job mm-hmm. i'm gonna go ahead and have to promote you to lieutenant okay Come on. uh I, the rest of y'all ain't shit mm-hmm. i see you skipped the miranda rights but you said on the paperwork that you did bravo good job this is what we want to do all right let's get into the news there's kind of all kinds of news happening all right um uh, shaggy it wasn't me that dude okay the rapper yes no shaggy from scooby-doo shaggy <laughs> uh shaggy reportedly declined the opportunity to be a part of rihanna's upcoming album after being told he had to audition they approached me for the rihanna project yeah the it wasn't me singer told britain's daily star news publication for some time now it's been reported that rihanna's upcoming album will be a full reggae album featuring producers of the popular genre as well there's a lot of great people involved but for me i didn't need to audition to be on the record i'll leave that to younger guys but from what i hear it should be good he said now i do think this is interesting because you know some people is like shaggy got hits he deserved he should he should just be on there without an audition um what the hell is rihanna thinking and then there's of course going to be a lot of people who's like it's rihanna so fuck you you do whatever it takes to get on the album you fucked up you should have did the audition the only point i want to point out is when my girl lauren hill told robert glasper who most of y'all niggas do not go up for like that that he needed an audition and he got offended y'all was all who the hell she thinks she is well lauren hill and rihanna haven't put a new album out in the same amount of time so i just wanted to remind everybody for the ant hill <laughs> that, <laughs> gang. that we have been here before okay and it's it's, it's funny to see another iconic black woman like rihanna used the same tactics that lauren hill implemented into the game ain't it funny how it goes over differently for one person but they got such an attitude about the other Mm, interesting interesting Mm, nothing to see here 
uh let's see what else is happening guys <laughs> uh, and i don't blame him like if that's what she want to do that's what she want to do i just find it ironically karen that ironic that's all i just find it ironic it's nothing it's just interesting the, the reception was totally different this time oh sure music legend shaggy with your number one hits uh you need to take your ass out there shut up and audition nothing to see here robert glasper who many of you niggas have never heard of no, i haven't y'all y'all went and googled that man oh lauren don't deserve to make nobody audition for what i'm writing these checks i'm writing the checks and it might be somebody better than you let me see first before i tell you yes mm-hmm. people out here crazy trying to hate on Lauren. the hill's still alive apparently so and just like the movie the ant hill has eyes okay we see everything <laughs> out this motherfucker you're never gonna get one past us okay uh let's see what else happening in the news oh man rapper trick daddy got arrested on dui oh yep i thought trick didn't like the kids ain't that the man he do love the kids but i don't know what they got to do with duis i mean you can maybe the damn the kids getting on his nerves he need to drink god he was trying to i thought he was trying to be an example apparently not trick loved skids he was skidding all over the road <laughs> uh in the car um but yeah he got arrested um for dui um and cocaine cocaine possession charges oh, okay Ooh, drunk and high when he when he said he loved the kids he meant that white girl apparently so rapper trick daddy was arrested in miami day sunday morning on cocaine possession charge according to the police report a miami day officer responded to a report of a driver hitting signs and running red lights in a dark colored range rover in the area of southwest 128th avenue shit at 3 20 a.m oh he could have killed somebody mm-hmm mm-hmm that's wild um 3 30 a.m is nothing good is going on at that time and it ain't like there's gonna be a lot of traffic moving around right um and they say he was hitting signs and running red lights uh sir you wanted to get caught with cocaine on you you know but i guess that's the kind of decisions you make when you're on that on that on that stuff when the officer approached the driver's side he saw the driver appeared to be asleep behind the wheel <gasps> oh he could have been dead dog you could have been out of here with that oh like drinking so much you sleep like and i know it's easy to say take a oop stuff but i mean it's really the only thing you can say at that point because i mean what you want me to say it's okay you made a horrible decision that could have killed you and so or somebody else no no you say you you're a thug once he was awakened by a knock on the window the man identified his driver's license as maurice samuel young trick daddy's birth name told the officer he had left the club in miami gardens um the arrest affidavit said young told the officer he had about five drinks hours earlier at the club and dropping someone off and heading home Ooh, who wrong with you right the report said Young had slurred speech, bloodshot, watery, glassy eyes, and that the officer smelled alcohol in his breath. He agreed to a field sobriety test, which he could not successfully complete. Wow. Yeah, that's normally what happened when, you know, you're drunk. It's hard to really compete, complete the cast, you know. Oh, that's that stuff where you walk the line, touch your nose and stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was taken to the station where, while there, police found cocaine inside a dollar bill while Trick Daddy was putting his possessions in a plastic bag uh police also say he was was wanted on a warrant for driving under the influence damn damn you got caught well i guess it makes sense i mean keeping keep its own brand uh 
he was born 45 years ago in liberty city he was booked in turner guilford night correctional center around 7 30 a.m his bar was set at five thousand dollars on the cocaine possession charge and a thousand on the dui uh this isn't his first encounter with the with the authorities in april 2014 he was arrested on and charged in miramar with possession of a firearm and ammunition by a convicted felon possession of cocaine and driving with a suspended license uh he was arrested in 1991 on a cocaine possession charge carrying a concealed firearm and violating probation according to cbs4 report he was arrested in 2003 on assault charges he was arrested on assault charges in 2003 for threatening to kill a man over oh. a, over a street basketball game um man he never went to prison though good job for him uh so yeah man he uh got arrested for mm-hmm. i hope he gets the help he needs because that 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 sounds like that's a, a, a deep issue right right um it's weird because like you know this love and hip-hop shit because i think he's on love and hip-hop miami you know i think people just kind of you know think it's almost like a game but like a lot of these people be having serious fucking problems like real life like real life life problems yeah we just tuning in every monday to laugh at like how fucked up their life is or the stupid shit that they say um and then like his mugshot was horrendous like i don't know what happened to his hairline if it has something to do with um i know he has like some type of disease or something but oh yeah whoever cut that need to uh go to jail too. they also have to go to prison oh terrible barber oh they say this okay so maybe it does something to your hair too you i don't know so you know because it's definitely like i can see why he was always like wearing a hat and shit because uh yeah uh also people mad shit about uh like he talks mad shit because of the show mm-hmm. but then of course that gives everybody license to talk shit about him ah okay so it's kind of you know like it's 22 yeah. right you go on those shows you got to say some ignorant shit and then people start you know now we can all talk bad about you and it's just an ugly cycle um so remember i kind of briefly mentioned it i didn't read an article or anything but there was a black woman who supposedly has 11 children and um she was um i believe laid off of her job five days before christmas and there was like a gofundme started for her mm-hmm. um yeah i remember because, you talking about right this, yes. right right okay well then someone went online and was like uh i'm on her facebook page she lied she only got two kids she don't need no money blah blah, blah. and so people was like oh i knew it, it was a scam y'all believe anything blah 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 and i personally just didn't leave it have any commentary on it like you know other than hmm or eye emojis or something because i'm like what what is going on right well she had to go on fox 13 go on the memphis news to talk about it because that's how strong black twitter can be it's not always a positive thing sometimes black twitter csi is not good i mean we've we've gone through it before they you know so uh mark jones said something racist in south carolina motherfuckers started googling mark jones's calling the wrong place getting the wrong people fired and shit mm-hmm. and there's no accountability for that yeah with beyonce po rachel ray she just won't do 30 minute meals and mm-hmm. all of a sudden she getting uh bees and lemons and she's like the fuck is this right um so um her name is jessica sumlin 
um and uh she was laid off her job five days for christmas hundreds of people reached out to say they wanted to help her because she you know they were saying she has 11 kids and stuff this social media blew up over the story with some accusing her of making the whole story up she said she's telling the truth a lot of people got a lot of negative things to say but there was people when i was in the dark when me and my kids was walking back to appointments when i was in school she said uh sumlin showed fox 13 to pay stubs from her seasonal job from november and december of last year verifying that she did work the woman the mother also was also accused of lying about working for taco bell others said she was fired from the fast food restaurant she said she worked there for 12 years and left because of the high risk a high risk pregnancy fox 13 reached out to fast food chain they told us they could not comment about whether or not she worked there however she showed us a w2 for taco bell from 2016 right, taco bell's like yeah like you know unless it's some legal shit we not gonna give you the information she's also accused of being dishonest about her high-risk pregnancy she showed us documentation for when she says her child was at leban hill children's hospital sumlin is accused of lying about how much her electricity bill was she told us it was a thousand dollars some even called it a scam saying her lights never got turned off anonymous donors gave memphis light gas and power just enough money for her to get it turned back on we put it in public request for for them about the accusations it could take seven to ten business days to get a response shelby county commissioner tammy sawyer called mlgw because she wanted to help cover some of the electricity bills she told she told uh what she told said okay i don't know she said mlgw confirmed the bill was more than thirteen hundred dollars and some of those lights did get turned off this story just keeps unfolding the gofundme account said it was created a day ago by jessica sumlin it's been it's much different from what she told us on monday the story on this page says she moved in with her mother around christmas because her house contained mold it said in part i had a newborn and someone broke in and stole all my children's things she said that she was that that was she said that was information she put on gofundme page about a year ago claiming she didn't know how to update it i didn't have a paypal or cash app i went online tried to do one they was telling me that i need a credit card to even receive the money so a lot of people was like it's not letting us send you money so i figured i have an old gofundme page because people must had started looking me up because i had seen it had i had started 200 dollars in donations she explained people are also accusing her about her rent according to the documentation we received uh we reviewed it showed that she had been behind for months she owes more than 1900 dollars so all that stuff to say it's wild the amount of like effort come on that has been put behind like examining her story to show if she's believable or not this was literally something i said in passing and didn't really think about because it was like i mean if she's not telling the truth i don't really i mean and if you feel that strongly she must not be telling the truth then just don't give correct but the idea of like the news has to go out there and report and like look through all her bills and shit that's something that you just don't see often and i remember when um that white couple and that homeless man conspired to do this shit and they made all got all this nobody was verifying shit until they were like getting millions of dollars they were on tv yes sir on like oh now that they're on dr oz someone finally wants to look into it the disbelievability of blackness right is so crazy the just the fact that people said 11 children bitch da, 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 like just that right there alone and the fact that people were like i'm gonna examine her life now 
that that's wild and i and i you know i low-key also want to say it's because there are so many fucking lying ass scamming people out it is like uh the, i don't know if people know this uh bomani jones show um the right time uh the one that espn and the podcast apps and stuff uh they had a story at the end where someone talked about did you know millennials are now being more likely to, to be scammed than old people mm-hmm and one of the reasons millennials are easier to scam is because cash app paypal venmo, venmo these aren't like credit cards Mm-mm. they don't they like uh there's no way to get your money back in many of these cases right so someone scams you it's like mm, too bad that's between y'all okay we're just a broker you know now if i call visa and say someone stole my credit card or scammed me or something they're like oh we'll free- freeze that payment you put the money back mm-hmm. in your account right. we'll start some like proceeding with the police we're gonna get our fraud department on it they they will do that because of some of these apps you can have like a credit card attached to it in that case you can get your money back but if you're not you're in trouble yeah so um it's interesting to see like how much we have become so distrusting i I get it we've all been scammed but in this case it's like what was this was not like this woman was taking money from people and now it's like oh my gosh she got me right you know this is like, we don't believe you bitch you gotta explain and 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 i'll just say a lot of that is falls into anti-blackness too yeah the fact that the news went out there uh on a second visit you know and maybe they did it to help her really you know right reversal story that we brought you this week it was about a white haven woman a mother who she was laid off from her job five days before christmas Many of you, you went into your pocket, you reached deep, and you helped her out. Yeah, so. Okay, now it wants to load. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's interesting they felt like they needed to do a follow up on this you know and then maybe for their purposes too they were like hey we want y'all to know like this story is real like we don't want y'all to think we're putting fake shit out here purposely. well also social media brings you because this also is an indictment on the news social media brings you these stories right and qualification for what is a story on social media is much lower yes it is much less resources don't have to have as many facts much less resources much less um reviewing and checking the facts and stuff and so you hear a sob story that sounds almost too good to be true and you go i want to help i want to give money someone starts an activist charity or something someone tells you about some program hey here's some money i want to help and then a lot of cases this shit does turn out to be fraudulent and phony because we're not vetting anything we just hey it hit the right you check the right box like there's a one of the things i've learned over the last two or three years is especially with a lot of activist causes if you check the right boxes people are a lot less apt to check anything and many question and in many cases they will defend not just not question mm-hmm. like if you're like hey i'm a um like if like in my circle if you say like i'm a black woman who is a mother and i'm i'm in school and this that and the other people are like okay cool here's some money you know what i mean like there is because the, we're so unbelieved in these other areas it's like right. we, we have a defense mechanism of def, d- defend at all costs and then you find out later like this person lied they weren't raped this person lied they weren't kidnapped this person lied they actually didn't do it like they they did do that crime or they you know like we we that happens from time to time Mm -hmm. the sad part to me is then people turn on each other and go you motherfuckers believe it like and this is why i'll never give again and all that stuff so it's sad to see but to see the news had to go back out here is just such a like 
don't know it's just a sad statement on where we are i'll put it that way um all right i don't know if this i was gonna play it's just too loading in the background um so i'll go to the next story but yeah i just thought that was horrible man um if he was like she and then the, the other thing is the people that were saying it wasn't true had no proof themselves it, right they're just talking they just said it wasn't true y'all just looking up uh, somebody that might have a similar name don't really even know didn't even bet if it was actually her that was enough to make people go back and say she it's all a lie just somebody being like i was on facebook and i don't think it's true uh all right let's see what else we got yeah, everybody here. like that until it's dim and then when it's dim all of a sudden and somebody does the same thing to them they it's gonna be a problem though right okay you could have said nothing bill cosby speaking of scammers asked pennsylvania supreme court to take his case claims the me too hysteria deny him due process Mm-mm, no sir um yeah he says he was denied the presumption of innocence in a petition that asked the state's high court to revisit his case there have already been two trials and multiple bids for decisions to be reconsidered on the comedian's behalf cosby is taking his criminal conviction on charges of uh aggravated indecent assault all the way to the pennsylvania supreme court because mm, his money is long like he, he got a lot that's the only reason why he can fight this because he just have a lot why he still has a lawyer and all that shit a spokesperson and all that shit because his money is long and he probably gonna fight it until he this last breath yeah he want to be uh jamie fox from just mercy and so so bad According to Hollywood Reporter, the comedian wants the state's high court to determine whether his rights were violated by allowing testimony from five women whose allegations of uncharged sexual misconduct dated back decades. Kazi claimed his civil, deposi- his civil deposition testimony that was only given because he was assured he wouldn't be prosecuted was used in this case. Kazi said he forfeited his Fifth Amendment right after self-incrimination against self-incrimination by testifying in andrea constant civil suit because the office of montgomery county district attorney bruce castor had assured the comedian wouldn't be prosecuted uh, according to the filing that came amidst the sur- surge of national attention the me too movement current uh uh cosby accused da kevin Steele of charging him despite a reminder of the original agreement from castor so his whole thing was like they just wasn't supposed to be talking about this no more but he just go he just skips over the fact that you know obviously he violated all those policies when he was the one it would have stayed quiet you broke it so when you broke it you allowed them to keep that money and come out and say something yep he broke it that's your fault he always skips over that and of course the people that think you know uh you know it's all about targeting the black man Mm. because because you know they got to bring down every successful black man just skip over that too uh lonnie love you know who she is yeah i've heard that before. i don't know if y'all can hear this through the mic somebody's doing <laughs> something cleaning up something around this motherfucking apartment i don't know what's picking up at the mic either i've been hearing it i hope y'all guys can't hear that shit <laughs> sound like they they like it's not like somebody's actually vacuum cleaning a loud ass vacuum cleaning outside i don't know what they doing anyway let's go to the fuck with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe finds different articles make us feel fucked with we're point scores zero to 100 intervals 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's get to the fucking with black people segment 
lonnie love you know who that is karen i've heard that name before ain't she rapper nope nope but i know i've heard that name before she's a black woman co-host of one of those talk shows like the real the i believe you, the two one of them shows the real um the one that also has amanda seals on it okay and she had some stuff to say about black men oh shit mm-hmm. in the black community i want to you know i don't speak for the black community but i do think that a lot of black men they really don't know how to have true faithful relationships they think because they have money because they have power that they can treat women any kind of any kind of way. Lonnie love is saying things. And that is something we need to work on. We need to work on it. That, that money and power does not mean that you I can do whatever you want to do. I think sadly in so many cultures that is the whole yeah. machismo thing. Like that, that is, that yeah. goes across the board. But I, I'm going to no, say. it's not across the board because what is happening is Lord, that. Lord, she was trying to let her with the out. Point of she was trying to give her a lifeline. Slavery and we are descendants of slavery and because our families were broken up we still do not have an idea of what how to have together families because our families were broken up yeah and until we really from that start perspective i absolutely right. agree. I, 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 right. also, slavery welfare reform in the 60s yeah. and stuff like it's a this is a long Ooh, so when you get, when show. you hear, uh, when, cause I want to say, when you hear Joe Button say, mm-hmm. you know, well, you know, he works so hard. It, it's not a bad thing. He's saying, you know, Kevin don't want to be poor no more. Okay. So he's like, I, let me go out here and make this money. Cause I don't want to go back to where I was in right. Philly. So what he was saying was he was using it as an excuse and we modernize it and say, but no, but what he, you got to understand the whole psychology behind it. That's the reason why he's working so hard because he don't want to go back to where he came from because then he'll lose the power. And he'll then lose working the so hard is affecting his relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So it is a conundrum. Correct. Correct. Well, what? Her statement made zero sense. Well, see, Karen, because of slavery, um, that's why I, it's okay for black men to cheat and of course black men cheat at much higher rates than any other race we this has been proven i'm sure she's done all the research that's not a fact that's not a statistic and we all know white men don't cheat okay white men that's that's every other type of man is is faithful that's why you don't never see these white people getting divorces they get divorces scandals you know yes it is we can base all this white people news all the time they be getting what is uncoupling uncoupling karen she did all the research okay oh you didn't do any research she did the research based off of listening to joe budden's podcast talk about kevin hart so therefore that's the that's uh to me that's a scientific method of examining the psychology and the historical effects of the black male okay no that's a false statement she really did match the whole tepary with the her tepary. She was like, I'm gonna, then I'm gonna just go complete her tip on this one. Um, yeah. Your statement makes no sense, ma'am. Well, I mean, you just don't understand. Uh, that's cause you don't understand slavery, Karen. The effects of slavery. I, I, I don't, and my alkaline ain't right. When you get, you know, when you work hard and, uh, slavery and Joe Button and, and kevin hart's and something 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 slick cheating some something cheating niggas what what, mm-hmm. what what the hell is happening we just yelling phrases yeah and shout out to amanda seals um co-signing every word of it 
that's what that's why she's there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right karen zero to a hundred i'm gonna give a hundred only because i'm confused okay i'm just mad because i'm confused yeah um i also think um in a weird way she's trying to provide an excuse for it but it's also shitting on black men because essentially saying without any research or y'all aren't faithful to y'all's women in a way that is much more than any other race um which i i would love to know the numbers on that if that's true i just would like to know um and then the other part of it is um you know a lot of people pointed out well you're married to a whole ass white man so what are you really trying to say is this the black man can't be faithful i aka i got me a white man and that's why you know he's faithful to me because white men know how to be faithful you know and if you see i wouldn't have known that till you told me yeah but just you know look at that panel of people on the show look at the panel baby no i'm not done yet look at the panel you'll see there's a lot of uh light-skinned people on the panel how they get that way if all these white men were so faithful for over these 400 years of captivity we was in this nation a lot of us very light-skinned in america a lot of a lot of shades to the blackness from a lot of people okay i'm just saying it's not it's not necessarily a lot of commitment necessarily to 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 put on anyone's shoulders in this fucking country but okay uh harriet actress cynthia revo not performing at the bafta awards after an all-white nominations list i'm not a party trick she said she made a decision not to perform at the british academy film awards after learning about an all-white nominations list the 33 year old actress was recently snubbed for her lead role performance in harriet uh at the golden globes and sag awards she confirmed to extra that she will not be performing at bafta uh, I felt like the invitation didn't represent people of color in the right light. It felt like it was calling on me as an entertainer as opposed to a person who was a part of the world of film. And I think that it's important to make it known that it's not something you throw in as a party trick, you know? I work hard. Every single person of color who is working in these films this year has worked really hard. And there are many of them who deserve to be celebrated. And no women directors? I was just like, come on uh yeah and it's funny because they're making it seem like it's about her being snubbed for harriet which i don't think that's necessarily what she's saying Mm-mm. i think she's saying there's no fucking black people period and she says but they want to invite me to like sing or some shit no i won't sing for you i'm not dancing for you you don't even fucking acknowledge anyone's con- she didn't say she she didn't say herself you know um that would be interesting i'm assuming black twitter and people like that will just these black publications are gonna ignore that uh motherfuckers lied about her and their movie and shitted on her and then said she made comments that no one can fucking find but supposedly was so outrageous uh literally yesterday when i posted this article someone well maybe she'll consider though since she made those comments i said oh could you just like tell me what comments she made i'm curious well it's been 24 hours nobody knows what the fuck this woman said we're all supposed to be mad at her i don't know about all that homie um but then the other part of this is yeah she's still a black person and she appears to not be just some fucking like racially obtuse person she really does seem to be like yo this is fucked up i'm not gonna do this for these people and this is something that people want 
a lot of these black uh people to do every year they don't they want them to literally fuck up their careers and be like hey when they don't have when this oscar's so white black people need to boycott and shit like that you know and so she's one of the few people that said yeah i'm not going and then when they do this what do we a lot of times we end up mocking them jada pinkett smith didn't like oh then fuck her who the hell she thinks she is what i thought this was you black ass niggas want it hmm? do you want it or not do the blacks want this or not i'm with it so they don't know what they want i support either a decision you make but i'm, I'm I, I love to hear her speak up about it you know um and yeah it's also something that it kind of feels like the same thing with the me too movement you ask her so white and all that shit yeah people letting off of the gas pedal um because it's become the norm and mm-hmm. it's like okay we gave you negroes a couple of years right let's We're go back default to control out delete go back yeah let's it's time to go back to what we want to do and that's not what the fuck y'all niggas talking about mm-hmm. so. so you have to keep the pressure on with shit like that zero to hundred karen zero i don't care yeah um good for her man i mean i'm 100 fucked with by them having also having no black people nominated and shit that's crazy. Oh, oh yeah now now that part is 100 but like her participating mm-hmm. or not participating that, that's her choice right you know i said this is it for her action her is zero right um all right so uh yo Gotti and rock nation's threats to sue mississippi over inhumane prison system are already yielding fast results so we talked about let's do it mississippi and how like i think it was five inmates had been killed in the last riots and shit this is what we talked about the other day right right so memphis born rap artist and new york born hip-hop mogul uh so yo Gotti and jay-z team up uh they threatened to sue the state of mississippi with the civil rights lawsuit over the recent violence within state prisons on thursday a letter to the governor phil bryant and the state's department of corrections commissioner felicia hall stating that there will be legal actions and prison conditions are not uh improved uh, according to the clarion ledger the letter mentions frequent prison lockdowns violence a staffing shortage and inmates who are forced to live in squalor with rats that crawl over them as they sleep on the floor having been denied even a mattress Ooh. for a cot alex sparrow a new york lawyer representing rock nation signed a letter on behalf of team rock which is the philanthropic social justice branch of rock nation he told the outlet that he wrote the letter in collaboration with the celebrities who did not want to remain idle spectators with something this inhumane i just think it's troubling where you have people predominantly african-american who are locked inside cages where they don't have a voice to be heard and are essentially forgotten spiral said if it strikes us that there has to be a spotlight on this otherwise we might not even be scratching the surface of the horror going on inside these prisons in a statement yo Gotti born mario mills called the conditions inside the prisons absolutely inhumane and unconstitutional um so yeah and on saturday the mississippi department of corrections posted on twitter that cleanup is still underway and the mississippi state penitentiary unit 29 uh uh still underway after the recent unrest um uh so yeah it's interesting how they can start getting their shit together after continuous reports of riots for a week and then people sneaking phones in taking pictures of the inhumane conditions and now all of a sudden now it's like oh yeah we just needed to clean up um but wasn't it just like two or three days ago they was like is they it's the inmates fault yep. didn't they tell us that he made a whole ass speech interesting interesting 
and it's amazing when people got money they can fight they can probably subpoena paperwork and shit like that and can force y'all to come up with documentation like they don't want the lawsuit because they know they do with the lawsuit they got fucking long ass money and they will fucking fight them to the end i was told this man is coon he worked with the nfl y'all remember jay-z black capitalist we can't be fucking with him he don't care about black people he just in it for the money but this is why i always love having this show because i get to be like uh none of these people is all one act or all the other act no they're everyone complex even you you're complex one is a complicated different uh concoction of you know beliefs and agendas and shit we're constantly changing we're not uh, so sometimes the thing is when people do something you disagree with you don't have to fucking castigate them all the way to out of the race the way people do and it's like yeah so so okay jay-z does something you you didn't see the wisdom in or you disagree with you don't have to fucking throw him away and the thing is the throwing away shit is so performative because it's not for that person Mm -hmm. it's for everyone to see how virtuous you fucking are look at me y'all i'm the wokest fuck this nigga he the worst you know what i mean like every violation i get that there are some violations that are so fucking egregious that you're like i know this nigga no r kelly no uh bill cosby no you know i get that but then there's some shit where i'm just like i don't agree with the way this nigga's doing this but they seem to be a good person that just has different uh a different idea for doing the same shit i would like to see there's just no allowance for that Mm-mm. you know so you know shout out to the reasonable people that that understood that shit and was like cool yeah and they got the monies and the resource to do something and truth be told a lot of people just this pocket checking and hollering at people talking about what they should and shouldn't do with their money guarantee you a lot of them would in this position they wouldn't give up a fucking dime most of them would not so you know but it's okay to criticize other people because they have the money that you don't right it's one of the reasons that i find it uh someone brought it up in the chat but it's one of the reasons i actually find it so ironic that black people are such staunch defenders of michael vick because essentially it's white people doing their own th- version of throwaway culture he did a one he did a thing we don't fucking like there's nothing he's ever going to be able to do to get back in our good graces or even to allow us to not bring this up or to let it go again yes, period we cheer and you. i know we rooted for you how dare you and i know a lot of black people that practice that mm-hmm. when it's just a different person right but when it's him you know for much less the motherfucking uh whatever that gomez chick or whatever her name gonzalez god that's so racist no nah, i don't whatever i, I, I don't say, you know don't ask me i don't, I don't even know. care enough to remember her fucking name but mm-hmm. that 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 chick yeah every time she come up people people will be mad we like motherfuckers be on her neck on her neck but then like white people feel a certain way about my vic they be like nah i can't even understand why y'all don't know how to let shit go i'm just like what is that so like both people have both groups have gina rodriguez there you go i was so racist just now um that's talking about me you know i can't remember that's so sad that's how little i care because i like people i i bring her she comes to mind because i think about that i'll tell you another thing i saw 
oh this is so random but i saw on twitter someone a rapper or somebody shared a video of a white man rapping along he's an old white man that looks like he would be a republican and he's like with this guy who this black kid and the black kid is like recording them and the white man there he's rapping along to this like trap song Mm -hmm. and and he's rapping and like saying like all the n-words everything like he knows the whole thing like like it's definitely his fucking jam okay okay it had so many retweets it had gone viral it was like this is my favorite video everybody oh i love it and i said what told you it's misogyny man that woman she said nigga along with a fuji song and immediately was like oh my bad shit i oh and motherfuckers like kill this bitch burn her at the stake for yeah, a witch but, yeah women this white man was partying and niggas was like yes oh mm, yes hit a nigga in his face like what is happening anyway it just made me think about that shit mm-hmm. it's crazy i saw that shit on twitter today i said fifteen thousand retweets or whatever i'm like uh, and not outrage retweets of like those motherfucking y'all let white people get too comfortable coming to the cookout mm-hmm. it was just straight up like oh man this is crazy look at this white man he getting it he getting it this song i was like i thought that no one could say it but us okay never mind all right i don't know the rules anyway um i forgot what we was originally talking about uh but zero for jay-z and uh yo Gotti. i appreciate them doing oh it. Uh, motherfucking zero yeah i'm not bothered by it at all but i also wasn't really bothered by him working with the nfl like that i don't really give a fuck um and i i could reemphasize why but essentially the nfl Colin kaepernick or jay-z anything they do together ain't gonna get us free anyway Mm-mm. so you know if you was looking for freedom for your football then you just you might as well go join the make america great again motherfuckers and they boycott because you ain't never getting freedom for fucking the nfl as an organization and you never getting freedom <laughs> and also the the thing is the quote-unquote capitalist that everybody fucking mm-hmm. complained about that allowed them to get money to be able to do the lawsuits because you know what they're gonna help people that are suffering not suffer as much you know they're gonna start right. cleaning up and it's, it's almost like when uh uh business get a, a grade of for the, for the food and they get an f and they're like oh shit we better clean up because we know they're coming back for inspections yeah because i guarantee you he didn't um you know that lawyer didn't do that shit for free he didn't, he didn't do a pro bono like it took some money to get that motherfucker to de- even do the shit um you know even if he cares or doesn't care he ain't to do that and also the other thing too is like uh, i'm glad you brought that up people keep thinking this shit where someone gets money and then they suddenly or fame and they suddenly become like not a human being anymore right but my guess is jay-z beyonce rihanna all these people are just as fucking um bothered by and interested in these things that social media brings to light for them too and so many times you'll see like some celebrity kind of you know contribute to someone uh cause bring up awareness to it give money to it all this type of stuff and then there's like this hatred that happens at the fact that and it's really jealousy of the fact that these people have yes. money it's not it's not really based in any level of principle mm-hmm. i remember kim kardashian sense. kim kardashian gave money to fucking australia wildfires or some shit and instead of people being like uh, a bunch of people who gave nothing and except for retweets and wanted and just and just old thoughts and prayers 
a bunch of these motherfuckers was like fuck kim kardashian i'm like so don't take the 500 like what don't give don't say anything like what the fuck do you want from these people you want them just to not exist or some shit and that's more jealousy than it is fucking anything of any level of principle like you could have said nothing she gave the money you hate that bitch the end period okay i still don't like her ass cool but then this idea of like trying to find some intellectual argument some sort of uh think piece to couch this fucking jealousy in mm-hmm. which is all the fuck it is mm-hmm. is so fucking predictable and transparent yes it is you trying to you don't want to talk about the root cause of why you feel the way you feel because if you did that people just oh, okay i can just dismiss you move on i was saying before and i really do feel like this the social part of social media is being social so a lot of times people will cover up the shit that's really bothering them and Instead of coming out and say this is this is how i feel fuck that bitch because you're gonna fuck that bitch people gonna say they're gonna cheer you on or either they're gonna be like well then i'm just gonna ignore you right all that does is drum down the social part of social right. media Less interaction. so so a lot of times you got the him and hard you got to make excuses you got the you know fighting is a part of the social part of social media for some people it ain't really actually to go out there and have a good time as i come out here to fight like like that's some people's high that's their jam that's their brand this is what they do i come on social media I, it got to be a fire if it ain't a fire i got to start a fire if i can't start a fire i'll send somebody else to start a fire so i can come out here and, and, and put the fire out or make the fire bigger whatever it whatever i need to do today to make it about me because a lot of t- i mean we're all on social media to make us about us don't get me wrong right but you have some people where it's almost to the extreme where you be like well god well, damn you know what it is people can't deal with conflict and disagreement and uh i know it's a huge tangent but fuck it it's our show we do what we want to these these people can't deal with this and so one of the things i've noticed over the years is they start couching shit in these big ass arguments and causes to obfuscate the fact that what what the problem is is something petty so it's really something small in a lot of cases you know it's like i don't like this person or it's uh you know um i disagree with this person now you look you can just i disagree with every fucking body there's no one on this planet i agree with 100 percent of the time nope but when you disagree with somebody you don't have to take it to and then this was violence and then this was uh abuse and then this was anti this that other sometimes it is this isn't to say it's never this is not to say never but sometimes it's not but because you don't get attention unless you make the bigger argument right people can't help themselves so they'll they'll literally be like the time that uh the time that this person cut me off in traffic was anti-blackness i'm like no there might be an asshole driving a car but doesn't necessarily mean they were a racist asshole driving a car you could have just said because you know what i can relate to fuck this person that cut me off in traffic you didn't even have to take it that way (laughs) you know or or times where they feel like maybe they don't have a cause because of conflict you know uh for example one of the things i just I, i i still feel this way about it i didn't like the whole uh kaepernick versus jay-z shit people got into online because Mm -hmm. it couched everything as in um there's one right way to do it and there's one wrong way and i was like no that's not true it's just not fucking true like one person can be working from the outside one person be working from the outside on the inside doesn't mean either one of them is wrong right it's just you i like another way better than your way that's it 
i've seen both ways work and i've seen both ways fail uh yes you know i don't like shit like that and so you know uh when you reject that shit it's kind of like you become the unpopular person or people feel like you're middling or whatever but it's like no i'm the only, i'm trying to be fucking honest because i don't have the fucking answer and i can see how both people can arrive to different conclusions that's the truth in the room that no one wants to fucking acknowledge because the fight is what gets the attention the The fight fight is what gets the adrenaline pumping that's the way the dopamine rush comes from Mm -hmm. it's the fight it's not the engagement of Mm -hmm. you know what's actually real you know like Mm -hmm. um whenever you have like two friends that are beefing with each other you know and my you know my friends can vouch for this if it's two of my friends i will be like well you know their perspective could be blank like i'm never gonna sit there right along with you step for step and be like fuck our other friend fuck them i don't know because i know that person and they wouldn't do you like that unless like they got a way that they feel about the shit too so let's examine that because let's that's where the truth is the truth is not the truth is very rarely only on one person's side and when you meet people that push that shit that way normally it's normally they not right you know what i mean normally they got ulterior motives for how they pushing shit when they trying to like completely vilify somebody that you know is not a villain you know so yeah it just makes me think about about stuff like that um when i hear like you know because it doesn't take long because if you're a righteous person you're a good person if you're trying to do good it won't take long before you do something else that people actually do agree with and then i watch how they ignore that shit try to downplay that shit well they threatened to sue they didn't actually sue it's like okay well i guess they coons no no i'm not saying it of course not because the point is they you didn't need to call them a coon in the first fucking place you could have just said i disagree with working with the nfl and moved on could have just been as simple as fucking that but like i said and it's like the other problem is even when a motherfucker does fuck up and they go do something else better or motherfuckers have to bring you back to the fuck up Yes. oh remember that time yes because, i remember the time and they doing better yes because that's because the thing is we got to keep the party going right and that's the social part of social media too that's why you see people bring shit up that happened years ago because i got to crank this party up again because that i remember what the party was and i got to keep you here even though in their own personal life they fucked up somewhere along the road it be it family or something like that or maybe one of somebody know you some you fucked up somewhere and guess what they let it go they don't bring it up every time you look them in the eye look them in the face you remember when you remember when and most of us if we have had people like that in their lives and i have i gotta let you go motherfucker because we can't we can't you can stay there and you can remember me i have moved on i have grown past that and if you can't move on that means i got to leave you here and i've had to do some family members like that because right. like well bitch i'm i'm th- I'm 40 years old now we gotta let that go yep like it's funny me and justin do a sports show and sports is one of those topics that you're gonna disagree about things on all the time and there's so many times we'll come to loggerheads and i'm like all right well we just disagree there's never been a show where i'm like and then the next week justin can't be on the show or justin didn't do the show why uh you know i didn't like the way that we disagreed and he, you know he can't see what i was saying but that's how it seemed like people are now where it's like fuck you you disagree and it's like nah you don't become even when i vehemently disagree if you my friend my family whatever if you're just even if you're a stranger but i know that you do good work too i'm like all right well, we just disagree that maybe there's a reason you know but i just think it's hard for people to do that or not even hard we're not rewarded for that you're rewarded for you know 
uh this person ain't shit never will be shit everything they did ain't shit and yes let me find a way to tell you that the next thing they do ain't shit either correct correct and before we move on i want to go back back to you know jay-z and yo Gotti and you know people mm-hmm. giving to these organizations i mean for their purposes a lot of when you when you strip people from human from the humanity away from people people fail to realize a lot of these people were not born and raised into wealth so that means directly they know what people being incarcerated how it affects them their family members their friends they might actually have nobody ever considers that bullshit they go what the fuck you doing you don't know they might actually have people have you know interaction with the police they're black they're black in america so you know it's in it infuriates me when people strip the humanity from black people black celebrities so bad that they act like they have not experienced out a fucking jealousy. thing in their lives normally out of jealousy because it's easy to be like well they rich it's totally different for them but it's really not and anytime they tell you that it's not we we get well what the fuck you you rich nigga shut the fuck up anytime they tell you it's not and then when they experience some shit it's ha ha glass and racism happen to you it's like well unless they're saying shit literally like fuck you niggas right i'm not hopping on these bandwagons it's so stupid to me but um yeah it, it is interesting all right let's see we think we got a little bit of time to do we um do. we can do some guest erase um did you want to go to the next session or no uh you know what since you brought it up i'll go to the next session all right niggers let's play Uh the game (laughs) now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time but that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and read the plays news articles from all over the globe we ask our contestants today karen in the chat room to guess the race and of course everyone playing is a racist all right let's get into some guess the race springfield woman sentenced for murdering a man after a movie date oh shit yeah a springfield go watch a murder mystery (laughs) i could help myself um <laughs> all right uh i couldn't let let mm-hmm. i couldn't i couldn't let that one okay hang. a springfield woman was sentenced friday to 30 years in prison after she was convicted of murdering a man shortly after they left a the movie date christina duckett 39 was sentenced to prison time at a hearing in front of judge ron carrier following a jury trial in november duckett was found guilty of second degree murder and armed criminal action for the september 2018 killing of a 40 year old man joshua brooks during the trial this past fall green county prosecutors admitted that they were unable to show a motive for the killing but they said the evidence pointed to duckett as the shooter duckett remained maintains her innocence and her attorney said friday she plans to appeal the guilty verdict uh springfield police say duckett and brooks went out to the movie september 8 2018 and brooks was found shot to death in his truck the next morning on a dead-end street jesus duckett told police she went to the movies with brooks but he was alive when he dropped her off after their date the main evidence presented by prosecutors during last year's trial included one of duckett's friends saying she confessed to him the same bullets used in the murder being found in duckett's home well i mean okay that's a pretty big one cell phone data putting her phone putting ducket in the area where brooks was killed that night oh that, okay all right i thought this was gonna be on some motherfucking <laughs> i thought this was gonna be on some uh just mercy shit and it's like oh, it's just a one white man's mm-hmm. word against hers it was like we pinged your phone ma'am right. 
and Ducky's making some false statements to the police earlier in their investigation oh god mm. this is not good Mm-mm. her defense attorneys pointed out that a neighbor who lived near the, where brooks was killed heard what sounded like gunshots at 2 a.m long after Duckett and brooks had parted ways furthermore the defense said there was no blood or gunshot residue found on the clothing that Duckett wore that night and the murder weapon was not found okay okay now why were the bullets in her house were they the same type of bullets is that what it does she not have a gun but she has those bullets in her okay anyway before friday sentencing douglas public defender doubt public defender dang she got no money don calvin asked for a acquittal the new trial or a new trial saying she believed the jury made the wrong decision the judge denied that motion before handing down his sentence carrier listed the argument from the attorneys and statements from brooks family members who described brooks as a gentle compassionate family oriented man the family uh member said brooks was great with the children and cared for his mother who had health issues several brooks family members asked that ducky be sentenced to life in prison which is 30 years in second degree murder case during his argument assistant green county prosecutor james mayo said uh he felt life in prison would be appropriate saying ducky would be a risk to the public if she were not incarcerated um and she said uh i'm innocent i know that i did not do this horrible crime so care guess the race i'm going black karen's going with black for christina duckett let's check the chat room and see what they believe uh ask asking for life black white murder she did white and not that bright i will not be ignored white black white public defender black white lifetime original white white queen and virginia slim white (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one all right karen says black Mm -hmm. the correct answer is white many of y'all did get it correct Mm -hmm. did it show up yet it is and she is a white woman yeah pretty white um man i that i get how there's a lot of circumstantial evidence but it it ain't looking good that's not yeah it's not looking too good for you sis um a suspected robber targeting four banks was released under the new york's no bail law uh he strikes for a fifth time holy shit hey prison abolition karen a serial bank robber targeted four banks uh, he was released under the city's new law which requires no bail for holding suspects only to strike a fifth financial institution police claim the suspect gerald woodbury 52 oh no 42 is alleged to have robbed banks in new york's midtown manhattan harlem the west village and the upper west side since december 30th however under the no new no bail law he was released on thursday i can't believe they let me out sources said he was overheard saying on the way out of new york police yeah, department can't headquarters. they be like no bail but your ass can't be let go or is it no bail we can just let you free like i don't understand it i guess no bail you just gotta go okay report to court what were they thinking he had allegedly striking a fifth bank in downtown brooklyn on friday i mean because this is like extreme circumstances i mean you keep doing the same crime he passed paper notes each time he struck one of the financial institutes and stole a thousand dollars his claim a spoke a police spokesperson told the daily mail that the matter has been forwarded to the district attorney's office the new law designed to reduce jail overcrowding which went into effect in the new year drops the bail requirement for most misdemeanors and non-violent felonies including robberies critics however argue that some suspects should be required to post bail before they are back on the street after they are detained 
woodbury is alleged to have first struck a bank in midtown and got away with a thousand dollars he then was alleged to have hit up banks that's um, not a felony it is a felony but it's a non-violent felony oh okay okay okay, so they can't put him in jail he then was alleged to have hit up banks on harlem january 3rd uh sources say he got away with a thousand dollars from a bank in west village on monday but walked away empty-handed after passing a note to tell on upper west side two days later his accuser targeting a bank in downtown brooklyn after he was released uh from the nypd headquarters once the bank started complaining hopefully the politicians will listen and change the law a source told the police uh, told the post that's a police officer uh so all right karen guess the race of this uh suspected robber i'm going black okay karen's going with black let's check the chat room and see what they believe um let's see run me run me my money black 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 uh wells fargo white black black yeah normally when someone doesn't go to jail for stealing money at a bank it's a employee there and then uh you know they normally work in the office the last black man in harlem the correct answer is karen said black Mm -hmm. you're right some of y'all missed it and the biggest reason why i said black because he was like y'all let me go mm-hmm. you know white people think they deserve to be let go now i wonder if he even really said that that feels like the kind of thing the police say because right. it's oh, clearly okay. a political oh, it's clearly a political agenda to get this law re- repealed Mm-mm. from the, the police i agree the law needs to be there yeah. yeah they like they like to hold people unconstitutionally um and it's if this is an overcorrection it's an overcorrection specifically because these motherfuckers used to hold people for years on nonviolent charges and you basically plead out you just go i don't i've been in jail for two years i don't have money to get out i don't have money for my bail okay i'll just fucking take the plea yes sir so no don't reverse it uh but yeah this is also what prison reform and prison abolition is gonna look like um so you know these kind of stories as some of these type of laws and things get passed are gonna pop up and we're gonna really see how the general public feels about this shit i don't know that everybody's so on board with this as you know my twitter feed claims all right bonus round double the points and the race double the points and the race baby double the points double the race and the bonus round against the race so far karen is one and one yes but will she be able to finish strong i'm a truck find out i'm one one a owner of a dog food line is eating his company's products for 30 days to prove that they're healthy oh white wow wow okay uh do you want me to read the rest of the story i mean you can way back when dogs ate standard grocery store kibble that no human would want to eat but now plenty of dog food companies make stuff that sounds good enough to eat and one guy's just gonna prove that point mitch felderhoff who is part owner of the holistic dog food company monster milling company uh decided to eat his dog his company's dog food for a month to show everyone that it's actually pretty healthy stuff 
he told dallas area nbc5 that he wanted to do this to prove to people that the company's dog food is safe for their pet to eat so we thought let's put a face behind the bag and let's show them that we trust what we're selling put it in the food we thought there's no better way to do it than eat our own food we thought we're not going to feed your dog anything we wouldn't have eaten ourselves so he's kicking off 2020 by eating well dog food according to felder house he's been making meals out of his company's freeze-dried dog bowls and snacking on his kibble Felderhoff, who also went to the company's Instagram account to talk about what he's eating, their beef meatballs are the bomb, he said in one post. And in the video, Felderhoff can be seen taking a bite of the meatball. Mmm, that is something else. I know dogs love it, he said. Karen? Oh, 100% white. Okay, alright. Eating fucking dog food? The hell okay. is this? Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh, kissing on the mouth while talk- taking the food out white uh white kissing the dog in the mouth and let them walk on the kitchen counter white one step too far beyond kissing the dog white tongue kiss my dog white wow a lot of y'all making the same joke this man is a felder off this is a whole foods at harlem shopping white man so white he currently calling the cops on a random black person a forever faithful and honest loyal white man (laughs) will never forgive mike vick mike vick mike vittles white mike michael vittles oh man but who would <laughs> but would you do it for a scoopy snack shaggy wood oh. white economically anxious white white and nasty as fuck he will never forgive mike vick white best this show white this just some whiteness white smell like dog white black dogs eat human food only white people eat dog food white kibbles and bits smelling white uh the correct answer is man all y'all went white on this and y'all got it right How could you have all been so sure? <laughs> Cause you know us, a, lo- a lot of black people, they name their dolls King and Butch and you know, manly, manly names, uh, or either, you know, Bible names and stuff like that. And you know us, we'll give them shit they ain't supposed to eat. He's a bone from a chicken bone I just ate and shit like that. <laughs> we'll feed them table food and shit. That ain't good for them. Well, here he is eating some of the food, guys delish Mm-mm-mm. all right let's go to uh did he talk about did it test system up is i mean he talk about how they doing fine it's good he says it's good enough for humans to eat Karen. so a ration this time yeah i guess he wouldn't tell us if he gave him the run so mm-hmm why do you think it would give them the runs though i mean it's holistic dog food okay so they must make it there on the spot or something what no it's freeze-dried holistic dog food okay it's just good healthy dog food for the dogs good enough for a human to eat you know it's like secret strong enough for a man but made for a woman okay all right. all right a roanoke man is sentenced after so. okay all right cool we got to get out of here so okay you want to just keep this going forever we can just <laughs> uh roanoke man sentenced after uncle wounded during sources knife fight well you can't bring a knife to a sword fight nope a scuffle between two roanoke relatives in which one brandished a sword and the other a knife has led to a felony conviction in prison time for the latter uh carol laquan white 25 
was charged last spring with malicious wounding after cutting his uncle george ramey uh during the disagreement hmm, guess the race white black carol laquan oh. white laquan what are you doing over there you're not paying attention to the show oh, sorry. Uh, laquan there's a 100 percent chance as a black person <laughs> i don't know white laquans uh maybe a french laquan but there's no white there's no white laquans karen my bad get it together officers were called late april 3rd to an apartment on 100 block of elm avenue for a report of a man rammy with a severe laceration at the bench trial that followed in october prosecutor said rammy had been talking with his mother and two nephews including white when white became irate in testimony they don't say what they was talking about today you know that old they could have been fighting about anything that old black man was talking some shit boy i take you boy i tell you boy you still wet behind the ears breast smell like similar like i take your ass around back put these paws on your boy and then they just he became irate for no reason and cut him with a sword for no reason uh in testimony rammy 43 claimed he did not know why white was angry but his tensions grew rammy went into his apartment took out a decorative sword off the wall and carried it back outside reportedly for protection oh, the shit. disagreement continued and rammy said he eventually threw down his sword and challenged white to a fist fight well no you really fucked up right. you brought a sword to a sword fight threw it down and leveled it to a fist fight that never works mm-hmm. i know because i watch impossible white man movies and the bad guy always makes that mistake yes he does the, the impossible white man is always like oh of course you're gonna use a gun because you're afraid to fight with your fist and they be like you're right james bond i'm gonna put my gun down I'm like nigga you had a gun you want you the movie could have ended way different shoot him uh he challenged right to a fist fight but then he slipped and fell because he old holy shit you're 43 he's 20 something that's when i got gashed ramsey test rammy testified you don't say because you slipped and fell because you're because old while he was down he was cut four times by white prompting a hospital stay during which doctors used a vein from his leg to replace a damaged artery in his arm god damn judge william broadhurst found white guilty but reduced the charge to unlawful wounding unlawful he meant to do this yeah but they cited rammy being the one who brought the sword to the spat so maybe you didn't plan to do it okay on wednesday broadhurst sentenced white to serve five years but that would be suspended after 18 months white who has been held since the incident was already served about half of the time he will be put on probation for three years relatives said in court white suffers from ptsd brought on by abuse as well as schizophrenia which requires medication Ah, which he probably wasn't on which you should not have brought the motherfucking sword out there then right i do sympathize with trauma you've encountered none of that was brought on by you the judge told white but cautioned him to continue his treatments all that responsibility is on you when you die Mm -hmm. all right y'all that's it for today thank you so much for listening we hope you guys enjoyed the show i know it was all over the place today but i know that's how we like it sloppy like them joes we'll talk to you guys (laughs) we'll talk to you guys uh tomorrow uh and and if you're premium me and justin about to do a bunch of spoiled movie reviews so Mm -hmm. until then i love you i love you too